Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 226. We're going to talk about the head coach's role as a manager. Before we do all those things, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And as always, take advantage of that EFP20. It's a great way for you to help support the podcast and save 20% on an already outstanding product. You know, Anderson's a great supporter of this podcast. They've got a great bat, and that 20% is a no-brainer for anybody that's interested. Also, if you want to help support the podcast, please become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. You go through the steps. It'll take you through. It's a way for you to come on board and help to support the podcast. We've had a great group of, of patrons that have been with us for a long time that have kept the wheels spinning. We would love to see some more people come on board and uh, help to support the podcast. So if you can afford to do it, if you're in a position where you can, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. So Don, when we think about the role of head coach, one of the things that I think sometimes we have to be reminded of is that the head coach's job above all else is to be the CEO, the manager of the entire operation. And I think where a lot of coaches get in trouble as a head coach is they don't have a strong system in place. They don't have a clear delineation of jobs in place. And then they find themselves trying to do absolutely everything themselves, you know, kind of micromanaging the whole operation instead of being more of the big picture overall manager of the entire team and the entire program. And so you know, when we think about the business world, when you think about these big giant companies, I mean, obviously, you know, somebody's sitting in that big office on the Director's corner. Director's chair. But, you know, they've got a, a whole flow chart of people below them that, you know, are responsible for different avenues and different parts of the operation and, you know, much more of the day-to-day. And so, you know, the example that Stan mentioned before that I think is a perfect one is if I'm the head coach and I'm trying to manage the game and it's looking like we might need to make a pitching change sometime soon, is it logical for me to be making decisions about the overall flow of the game, making big big picture decisions, and then also starting to think about you know, what might need to happen in an inning or two or three or four? Now, some of that I think is is going to happen, but wouldn't it be better if we had somebody that was overseeing the bullpen, that was in charge of making sure that the the next pitcher in line was warmed up, that you know kind of could maybe even anticipate the situation a little bit and see that there's nothing wrong with you going down there now and, and starting to stretch out a little bit just in case because you know in an inning or two we might need to make a switch and to have sort of a pecking order in place, you know, delegating some of those responsibilities so that instead of trying to worry about all the details, you can be worrying much more about managing the whole picture instead of the, each little piece of it. No, I think that's great, Tori. And for us to be as strong as we can be to have some of those jobs delegated out, I think is crucial because if you're in there managing the game and, and you need somebody to be warming up, whether it's hitting, pitching, you know, stretching out to go and, you know, take an outfield position next inning, 
if you're distracted doing that, then you're not watching the the details of what's happening in the game. Right. And you're not seeing that fielders have all shifted over to one side, made some type of type of a defensive change. So it's a good time for us to bunt. Right. Um, because you're distracted trying to make sure that somebody's taking care of something else. So being able to be that manager is, I think, uh, a critical part. And to be planning for that now is super important because when we get to field time, a lot of those things need to be established. You might fine tune it later, but as you see things need to make be changed or, or made adjustments, but to be able to focus on the game setting making changes and doing things uh, in that game time is, I think, critical for, right. for a successful program. Yeah. And we don't always have the luxury to have eight coaches, one to do the dugout, one to do the bullpen, one to do the infield, outfield, and so on and so forth. It's great if you do, but um, to have identified responsibilities for different people in your program, I think, is important. Right. Well, and part of you know creating a situation where you have people that want to do those jobs is putting them in a position where they see themselves as valuable enough and important enough that they want to get involved. You know, I think that, you know, typically coaches that have a hard time finding people that want to help are people that are really hard all, to work with. Yeah. You know, want to do, they, it, they all do it all themselves. And, you know, I've, I've been on both sides of this you know, equation. When I first started coaching at the college level, you know, Terry was my assistant coach, but you know, it was basically kind of like a part-time job. And so she was still working her real job and coming to help at practice when she could. So there would be a lot of days that I would be the only coach at practice. Now, my philosophy was always pretty simple. We tried to empower the players and make it so that we had, you know, 25 assistant coaches that everybody that got on the bus with us, everybody that came to practice every day was coaching somehow, some way, you know, contributing on, on that side of things. Even though I was the quote unquote only coach at practice, I still felt like we had you know a good delegation of responsibilities, responsibilities because yeah. other people were able to do it, and so you know, it took some time. But you know, I was able to you know get to the point where you know I could say, okay, you know, pitchers and catchers, go do this workout on your own, and and you know come back when you're done. And obviously, college kids, it's a little bit different setting, but you still by empowering them and delegating to them. You know, they were, you know, much more capable and willing to take on the responsibility. You know, especially when we think about running a good practice. You know, if we want to run a really efficient practice, the worst idea ever is one person trying to teach everything, trying to do everything, trying to keep everybody busy all at the same time. And to me, a much better idea is two or three or four people involved or a whole team involved in keeping everybody busy, making sure everybody's active, making sure that everybody's getting something out of the practice. I'm the only coach and I'm going to teach everything. Well, if I'm working with one outfielder and everybody else is standing around watching me coach that outfielder, that's not a very productive practice. Sure. Versus I have, you know, two outfielders working together and they're coaching each other. Well, that's way more productive. I have somebody that I trust to be able to go do some drills with the outfielders and and coach them up a little bit. Well, that's way more productive. And so when we start to think about it that way, that idea of managing and the example I use all the time there's one sport that we talk about all the time that doesn't have a head coach. And that's Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball has a manager. Manager. Because in baseball, they figured out a long time ago that it was that person's job to manage the whole game. The, all the other coaches. Right. And you have a bench coach and a hitting coach and a pitching coach and all that stuff. And again, now not every, you know, every softball team is going to have that. But I think the, the, example, yeah, the yeah. example that it sets is, is a good one. 
And so whether you have one assistant coach, zero assistant coaches, you have a team of young players that, that need a lot of guidance, however you look at the challenges that you're facing, how you handle managing those challenges and how you handle it from a head coach's perspective and how you manage all the different challenges that you're facing and the people that you have that can help you solve them, to me, I think that's the key. And I think when we look at you know the very successful groups, whatever it is, whether it's softball or other sports or other endeavors, you know, the one thing that every one of those successful groups has is good leadership, which almost always tends to be good management. Every once in a while, you'll see a success story where the management has got awful, but the players on the team are so committed to each other that they kind of overcome it. But that's a pretty rare thing. And what we want to do from our coaches perspective now is think of how can I enable the people that are working with me to do the very best job they can? How can I delegate and manage what they're doing to the very best of my abilities to make it as comfortable and and positive an environment as I possibly can? And then all that stuff adds up to a whole lot more success. Well, and and letting you be as impactful as you can at what you're focused on, because if you're only giving 20% of your focus what's in front of you, because you're looking down in the bullpen, because you're looking over in yeah. the batting cage, because you're looking in the dugout, you're limiting your success. When, and Stan brings up a good example. You know, how many times there are, when you watch a game, you see that head coach who's coaching third base and trying to coach the offense, trying to coach the defense, talking about the bullpen, you know, looking down to make sure that somebody's getting warmed up to go in for the next half inning and all that kind of stuff. And again, the, the chaos that goes along with that cannot lead to you know, the kind of success that we're all hoping to have. And so I think the idea of you know being able to manage it in a way that allows everybody to to contribute and everybody to be as successful as possible is what we're really after. And little sidebar: Why do baseball professional head coaches call themselves managers, and why do we see so many coaches in our sport that have to be the head coach? Because I think they want the credit for being the head coach, and that has a little bit more zip to it sounds a little <laughs> bit a different better. feel yes maybe sounds a little bit more important than saying well i'm just the manager you know right. unfortunately in softball when we think about the manager we think about you know the kid that carries the, Carry equipment. the equipment yeah and in major league baseball when we talk about the manager that's the king the the head that's that's the head man. honcho so, yeah all right so that's going to wrap up number 226 please make sure you support the anderson bad company and become a patron if you can patreon.com slash everything fast pitch please Go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your Square Cuts training discs there. You also have access to the YouTube channel and the uh, blog posts. As always, if you have questions, comments, ideas, or suggestions, reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. And as always, and we want to make sure that we're talking about stuff that you're interested in. And if Coach Don and I will add those topics to the list of things that will be covered in a future podcast. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.